Today, we talked with the Lester family out in Wisconsin about homeschooling with their cousins and uh, Darla's sister. It was a wonderful conversation. We dove into how they are homesteading. They actually have a full-on production farm with meat and horses and pigs and her sister's got rabbits and I, they have so many animals. So it was really nice to talk to them and how she keeps things focused on homeschooling and managing doing the farm. So this episode was really great to give you an idea of what it's like to have some help on the homeschool front when a sibling is helping out and families are joined together for homeschooling on the homestead. And once again, they all agreed we should homeschool on the homestead. There is just so many good benefits about it. Yeah, the kids were great talking to Riley. So let's dive right into the interview. Hello, we are joined today with our friend Darla from Twin Folks Farms. We're so happy to have you join us today and teach us all about what your homeschooling on the homestead looks like. So hello, Darla. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for being on the podcast. And I want to get started right away. So why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself and the Twin Folks Farm? Yes. So I'm Darla Lester. I live in Wisconsin, Western Wisconsin, pretty close. I mean, 45 minutes to Minneapolis, St. Paul on a 135 acre farm. Across the road from me lives my twin sister, Kayla, and her four children. I have five kids here, a husband, Nate. Um, one kind of quirky thing about our family setup is two of my five kids are adopted as of a year ago. And then two of my twin sisters' kids are adopted as of a year ago. And um, they have the same mom. So we're raising, my twin sister and I are both raising like siblings. <laughs> um, so they're not sure if they're sisters or cousins or whatever, but they're both. <laughs> so um, yeah, we raise, we do homesteading and farming. So I guess I, I don't know what you would call us. We we tend to call ourselves a farm, but whatever, they're all, depends on what we're doing in the moment as to what we are. <laughs> so we do some some row crops. We do a lot of hay. We do a garden and then we raise grass fed and finished lamb and beef and then pastured pork and chicken and Thanksgiving turkeys. Um, so that's the main thing of what we do as far as our Twin Folk Farms business right now, we sell pastured meat at the farmer's market every Saturday and then people can buy it from the site. Um, yeah, and we homeschool alongside of all that. Wow, yeah, you guys do a lot. That farm sounds pretty busy. And that is so neat to say that your sister is across the street. Now we were talking a little bit before that your sister is has the four children under five years old. So that keeps her pretty busy. But this has been a dream of yours forever, right? That you're the two of you owning a farm together and kind of living together and doing life together. Right. Yes. I mean, when we were kids, we decided we were going to have a pet shop for our business when we were adults. <laughs> that did not happen. Um, Kayla lived across the country for our first nine years of adulthood. And it's just been the last five years that they're close. So it's been amazing to do life together now that we're in our 30s. 
Yeah, I also have a sister that we do uh, like together as well. She doesn't have the farm aspect. She's a photographer, but we get the kids together. Our kids are closer in age, so they are together all the time, which is Aww. really That's really great. Fun. So they can run across. I mean, you're close enough where you can walk or do you have to drive to hang out? No, we're driving distance. She's okay. about 15 minutes away driving. Sure. That's but- not bad. Yeah, yeah, we have the pool and the land. So she's over here just about every day. That's great. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So I wanted to talk a little bit more about that and how uh, beneficial it is to be homeschooling with a sibling so close and having the cousins together, um, as well as the homesteading part. Question for you first, is, did you or sister and you, were you homeschooled or is this something you dove into later? We were not homeschooled. We actually we're raised pretty close to a community of homeschoolers. And so we begged to be homeschooled, <laughs> but that was in the nineties, you know? So it was kind of like my parents um, gave us a lot of at home enrichment. Like we were raised on a farm with beef animals and pets and horses and gar- nice gardens. And my mom always preserved and made bread and such. Um, my dad had a beef beef herd. So they told, we begged to do sports, but, but by the time they told us we could do sports when we were in high school, but by the time we were in high school, we're like, no, (laughs) we want to be home. (laughs) We want to do all the home things. So even though we weren't homeschooled, I homeschooled, I always had that, that urge to actually see what it was like. Right. So now we're, we're doing that in, in this generation. That's awesome. So did that influence your decision to homeschool your own children because you saw yes, be growing up? For sure. Yeah. Yes. And then by the time my kids were school age, um, let's see, my oldest was born in 2010. So by the time she was of school age, it was becoming more of a thing. Like I could, you know, you could actually research it and I actually knew way more people doing it. So it helped me jump in knowing that there was that great support system all around me. Yeah, I was also uh, growing up through the 90s, too, and I don't think I knew one homeschooler, so I had no idea this was even a possibility Sure. as a kid, and then nowadays, it's so common with everything that's going on. So did your kids ever go to school, or have they always, I guess, a public school or a Christian school or whatever before, or has it always been homeschool? Yeah, so I sent... Raya to four-year-old kindergarten when she was four because it was half a day and my mom was the aide and it was only one mile down the road in a one hallway school which is where I grew up going to school so she did that and then by the time she was kindergarten age I was set to homeschool and then the two kids that we adopted one year ago um this past year was the first year we have had them home so they they we took them in a couple of years before we adopted them. So then by law, they had to go into school. So we ha- we incorporated those two worlds for a while there. Okay. Yeah. So this is our first full year of homeschooling five kids. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for you to ask them what they thought of being homeschooled after having both experiences. You have to remember to ask them that. Uh, that's so neat. I love that, that, you know, you've had them home this whole time, had that desire, knew that you were wanted to go into that or you know, fell onto that. So what about the homesteading aspect of that? Uh, it sounds like you've been doing this the whole time, uh, or is that something that came a little later? I know you did it as a child, but yeah. have your children been on it since birth, been on the farm? So we raised 
our first two kids from age, well, they were one and three when we moved from town to the country. We always wanted to move to the country. So even when we were in town, those first years of marriage and, and having kids, we had backyard chickens um, and a dog. And then we were able to go to my parents' farm and get our country fix. So by the time we moved out to the farm, they were one in three. The first animals we got were the ancient goats from my parents' place and chickens. So we started with goats and chickens. And then my son was born a year later and we got our first milk cow when I was nine months pregnant because I was so determined to do raw milk to heal my older daughter's gut issues. And yeah, so I learned how to milk a cow. And then I had the third baby and it was just not slowing down since then. That's about when I stopped doing like all the nice baby books and photo albums and yeah. <laughs> started going hardcore, just doing the, doing the homestead thing, raising babies. They go hand in hand, I think. <laughs> it seems like chickens are the gateway into this homesteading world. Everyone starts with the chickens and then it just evolves after that. But nine months pregnant, you got your dairy cow? I did. Yep. I mean, she calved, she calved one month before I gave birth. So I had one month to learn how to milk before he was born. Wow. So I guess eight months. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, wasn't like in, I wasn't in labor getting a cow, but yeah. Almost. <laughs> Just about. That's yeah. awesome. Now, does your sister have all the animals on her property as well? Or is it just? Yeah, your... she's got a whole slew. She has, um, she has hair or she has wool sheep. We have the hair sheep. We have the Katahdins. They have the wool sheep for meat. And they actually just got two milky lines of sheep to try, to try um, sheep milk. So that's exciting. They're just young. So that'll be in, in about a year. We can see about that. Um, and they have mini horses that are just the cutest things. Um, because her kids are younger, right? So they, um, the minis are so fun for those little kids. And they have the free range chickens and they have a rabbit tree in their barn. So it's like colony style meat rabbits. Um, and she's teaching our kids can probably talk to you about that because she's teaching our kids how to do that. And they've had lots of um, rabbit stories. <laughs> um, what else do they do? What else do Killens do? Oh yeah, they have they have Dexter. What what's their breed of cow? Dexter. No, not Dexter. Devon, Red Devon. They have Red Devon beef beef cattle. Wow. Yeah, she's okay. got a whole, she's like, got a whole farm over there. That's nice too that she's right across the street. The kids get to learn about those animals. Totally. You get to have your animals and not take care of all of them, per se. Totally. But the kids get the yeah. best of both worlds. Totally. And when animals, when there's issues, that's been so nice to just call each other and say, can you please help me? This this sheep lamb is stuck and I need help pulling the lamb. Or like, oh, no, my sheep are out. Can you come help me? Or the cow's on the road. Quick, let's put it back. Like just, And then we, even when we go on vacation, it's so nice just to be able to do each other's chores and know you can rely on each other. That's awesome. Now, do you take vacations together or do you stagger them so she takes care of your farm and you take care of her farm? We have dreamed of doing vacations together. It has not happened because, yeah, it's so handy to be able to take care of each other's stuff. <laughs> Yeah, that's a huge blessing. That's always our concern when we leave is who's going to take care of all of 
Right. <laughs> right. So, wow, that's really great. It is nice having that sibling to help you, your sister right there. I want to ask you about your husbands, because I feel like that's always a question that comes up with homeschooling too, is how, and with the homestead being that there's so much to do on a homestead and with homeschooling, having the kids, are your husbands, how involved are they? Yes. So my husband, Nate, he works off the farm Monday through Friday. So he goes off to a job. Um, you know, he leaves at 630 and gets back at four. And then when he gets back, he does all the things. <laughs> and then weekends, he does all the milking and chores for me. Um, so he gives me the weekends off for milking. And then same with Kayla, her husband has a very similar schedule. So they're both they both the husbands both tend to leave at the same time and come back at similar times. Um, but he's he's it's I think that I'm I'm like the correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like this is pretty common. Like the wife is more tends to be the visionary. So I'm bringing in all these things and sometimes a little more than I should. And then he's like have, helping me facilitate it all. <laughs> so it's not like he's had all these ideas although he he really loves the country life but um like he's really stepped in with the the homeschooling especially since we brought in the other two kids so now he's the math guy his brain works in math very nicely so he's able to help them when they need help with their math <laughs> and then he does a lot with the the farm side of it he plants all the crops he um, cuts the hay and bales the hay and sometimes I help rake it but he mainly is the he's mainly the farm guy um, he helps me move the sheep whenever I need help whenever I'm gone or something you know he he knows how to do it all um, we do the farmer's market he helps me get all the freezers loaded and such he does when the house is in like a significant amount of disarray then he'll step in and do the dishes or the laundry you know it's like when it's on fire <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and he just hangs with the kids when I'm gone because I do cleaning on the side um just like one job a week which gets me off the farm but then he's he's here so that's kind of nice too then he's like he's like the dad you know when I'm gone or he's always the dad but when I'm gone he's the supper guy and the chore guy and the kid dad you know he does all the book work so yeah um we do this thing called hip camp I don't know I don't know if you've heard of hip camp no. So it's like Airbnb, except for campsites. Oh. So like we have three sites on our farm that people can camp at and one off-grid cabin. Um, so he's he's a huge help in that. Like he'll keep it all brush hogged and make sure the grills all work and fix the solar when it goes out in the cabin. Like just, yeah, just the typical guide dad stuff. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's really helpful that he's doing all of that. That's wonderful. When you mentioned about, correct, you said, correct me if I'm wrong. It sounds like he's very, you said he's the math guy. Sounds like he's programmed that way. And then you're more of the visionary. So For I'm sure. guessing you're more into the literature aspect of it, that dream right. part. Yeah. Right. I, think that's I do the <laughs> Right. I do like the more the research and the jump in and then, um, and then he's, yeah, he's more like the, and let's see how this is actually going to work. <laughs> now, I don't know if that's for every wife and husband, but I can definitely relate. Mm -hmm. This is all me. And he's like, okay, reality check. This is how right. it has to be done. <laughs> right. Well, even the homeschool, you know, he wasn't raised homeschooling. So it took, a, it took some talking and 
you know, and I, so it did come to the point where I was like, I, wow, I can't not teach all this. Um, and so then he stepped in and saved me from the math. <laughs> That's wonderful. I, she's my oldest. So we're still, I'm still good doing all the math, but I do sure. think at some point I may have to add him to come in, but he, uh, my husband actually wasn't for homeschooling. It took a couple of years for him to be like, okay, Aww. I think this is actually a good thing. So right. that whole Same. vision thing. He's yes. like, wait, we're stepping out of the box. He likes his little box sometimes. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, and I understand, like, I think sometimes when we have the, we have the vision or the dream or the, the final success story in our head and they, they might bring out the pieces of what it's actually going to take to get there. I mean, that's how Nate is at least like, <laughs> mm -hmm. so how is this dream actually going to look, you know, like in the day, day to day. Um, but yeah, so far it's, you, we just take one day at a time, you know? Yeah, that's wonderful. It's so good to hear when dads are helping out so much. And it's so important to have that father figure. For sure. And so that's what a right. blessing, especially right. because there's two you brought into the family that Nate's able to be that great father figure. So I love hearing that. Um, as you were talking too, he's doing the math. Now, do you follow a curriculum or do you kind of make up your own stuff? Pick, pick a little here, a little there. What do you do for your curriculum? That's been a big journey. Um, I started off being pretty much unschooly, so um, follow doing lots of book reading and, um, you know, kind of like the free range kid, which still very much that way. Um, I did learn kind of the hard way that for our for our kids or my teaching style, I needed to be more structured because they weren't learning as fast as what I pictured. <laughs> Maybe that's that, you know, end goal, um, understanding what it actually takes to homeschool. Um, so we started off doing logic of English. I don't know if you've heard that, mm -hmm. heard of that. Okay. Um, logic of English for reading and we tried teach your kid how to read, teach your child how to read in 100 easy, easy lessons. We yeah. tried that, didn't really like it. Um, we really liked math, Lessons for Living Education. Have you heard of that one? It's like a living math, Charlotte Mason based. Um, Explode the Code, really liked that. Love that one. Um, and so we did get to the point where when we brought in the two, other kids that were fully public schooled up until they moved in with us. Um, I had this moment of how am I going to get all this? How am I going to do this? I don't have any idea actually, because some were like kind of significantly further behind than what I was comfortable with. So, um, and also I didn't like, have you heard of that transition from public school to homeschooling school? Like it's good to ease them in. So, the past two years, we've done, we've actually done charter school, virtual charter school online. Mm -hmm. And it actually is technically a public school, but it's virtual and it's charter, meaning we as the parents have a lot more options as to what we want their schooling to look like. So for instance, 
Um, you can choose if you want them to take all classes online. So they log in at a certain time and take their math and take their English, or you can choose to just do a homeschool curriculum that they provide where it's all book base. Um, so we've done a hybrid. So the kids, the older kids, some of them do log on now and take their math class online and do log on now and take, um, like someone might take a science online, someone might take a tech online. Um, there's one that takes language arts online, but then for the younger ones, I'm able to choose specific curriculum that any homeschooler could also purchase. I can't choose all of it because, um, you know, I couldn't choose something that's Christian based because it's a public school. So I'd have to do that on, on the side, but we do Bookshark. I don't know if you've heard of Bookshark, but it's, it's like the secular version of Sunlight, I believe. Okay. So it's, it's like an all in one curriculum and it's literature based. So it's tons of it's you get this huge box full of books and it's really exciting and the kids actually really like it and I like it too so it tells you what to do you open it and you go to this day and this and it even tells me like what to say which I never thought I was that type of person but but I think Bookshark is really good about me reading it and then it's just it's almost like coaching me on how to help them with the complicated stuff that they kind of need to know like how to structure a sentence in a paragraph and essays and you know all that stuff <laughs> so in that so that's bookshark we also do all about reading for one of the kids um and all about spelling which that is good for struggling readers so that's why we chose that um the kids all do matthew c um and we like all of that it's just um our options are more limited with doing this charter school so i maybe would do something else if i wasn't doing this charter school right now but being they give us these options and we like them we're continuing doing it that way for now one year at a time <laughs> but we're kind of in that transition of getting everyone used to homeschooling so so far so good <laughs> that's wonderful those are some really great resources i'll be sure to link them in the show notes so people can check them out a couple of those programs I am familiar with. I She was great with teach your child to read in 100 easy lessons. That was perfect for her. But my son, we're at like lesson 50 and we just can't yeah. go anymore. Like it is just, he has hit that wall and I'm like, okay, we need to find other resources. So it's, I love that about homeschooling is you can constantly switch every year. And when you're in the public school, a lot of times they have that same curriculum the whole way through. And like and you're you stuck. Don't like it. You're stuck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> even with this, yep. Even with this school, it's actually been really helpful because you know how expensive curriculum is. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, and also this school is only in Wisconsin. There's other versions in different states. But um, yeah, we, no kidding, went through three curriculums in one year for one child, try, just trying to find something that would work. <laughs> and we finally found something that we really liked, which was all about reading but it took a bit. <laughs> it does. Luckily, there's those Facebook groups that you can sell curriculum back and swap it. That I have found very helpful because in the beginning, that's we were true. The but then I found Charlotte Mason. You mentioned Charlotte mm -hmm. Mason and that's the philosophy we follow now. Have you ever heard of Ambleside Online? Yes. I've scoured that site. That's amazing. 
Yeah. Sometimes I dream about going back to more of that style. I mean, I would really love to, <laughs> hopefully, but yeah, yeah I, that's, that philosophy really speaks to me. I really like that for sure. Yeah. But I'm with you too. Like I, being that scattered brain, I definitely have ADD. So I'm all over the place all the time. And she's more of my focused child. So giving her a checklist helps her and me <laughs> keep things. Right. right. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Good for you. Keeping mom in line, right? <laughs> <laughs> she does. She's very much a father's. Too. Yes. Just like her father. <laughs> Um, so one other question I want to ask you before we get the kids on is what about some challenges? I mean, you mentioned that with the new, uh, your new children coming on board and the charter school and just adapting to that. But do you find that it's what kind of challenges, I guess I want to ask, that you have with homeschooling on the homestead? Things like yes. that. Well, for sure. That's definitely a thing. Like, truthfully, sometimes come about... January um I think wow you know we could be living on a really pretty wooded lot somewhere and then I could only be focusing on school with the kids and not feel so guilty about about like not getting to a bunch of stuff all the time <laughs> which is probably why we got to the point of needing extra help because it, it was like my personality I, I just went you know my I I was like, oh, you know, like they're going to absorb learning. <laughs> so we had, that has been a challenge to actually not do so many field trips and outings and social events because we have chores and animals and things. So if we actually, like during the school year specifically, like summer's different, but um, during the school year, if we actually want to um, be serious about progressing we do set time like we do set hours now of doing school which it used to just be when we got to it <laughs> so um that's been a challenge that we've just we, yeah we've just had to zero in on on um prioritizing our learning hours and that's really been helpful um like keeping up with all with with considering the homeschooling just as much a goal as all of my other homesteading goals. Like, and I've learned I have to prioritize that just as much. <laughs> um, it really helps to be consistent with a school routine. Like I've started during the school year, um, listing off what we're going to do when. So it's a visual. Mm -hmm. um, and then even checking it off. Um, just because I, I and the kids, we're all very much more wired to do the homestead stuff. Um, and so, but I feel like we're at the cusp of being able to be more free. Um, like we still have kids in the learning how to read stage. So that's been a huge priority. Um, so yeah, I mean, as far as myself and, and how I can be what I, um, like the most efficient part of me is I just do all of my morning routine before I even check my phone now. Like I'm pretty strict about my phone when I wake up and I don't even let myself look at it after 9 p.m. It's just on silent. And I might peek at it to see if anyone texted me before I go to bed. But yeah, no, I'm, I've learned I have to be really strict with that or it's easy to, oh my goodness, right? I mean, you just you just like look at the clock and you can't, you have no idea where the time went. <laughs> so true. 
But I think that's probably a challenge across the board with anyone, but I'm not excluded for sure. I'm not excluded from that. I've started doing a meal plan because that was another challenge. I'd get going with everything else and and then it would be like nine o'clock and you'd be eating supper. <laughs> so now I do Monday through Friday. This is what we're having. And then I know what I need to do at 2 p.m. to have supper on time, which is still like seven or seven thirty usually. So, yeah, that's funny. I know. I think a lot of times people think of homesteaders and they automatically think that every night is this elegant dinner with farm fresh foods and stuff like that. And the reality is half the time it's not. Because <laughs> you're yeah, out oh in my. the garden, like, right. at least in the summertime, because you're out in the garden. Yeah, those exactly. cooler times when dinner needs to be prepared, and you're starting to scramble. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I don't know if it's, I know everyone's different, right? As far as what you want to take on for a challenge, um, I I like having things I'm figuring out and doing. Um, like I don't mind being in the in the mode of of having a lot going on, but I know, I know my limit of when I need to start streamlining or even asking kids for help. Like now they're all old enough. They're between nine and 14 where, um, sometimes I see it almost as a benefit of having a challenge because then I can say, kids, can you help me brainstorm? And can you do this and you do this and, you know, um, help me, you guys go catch this loose thing and can you cook supper tonight? Cause I'm going off doing this. So it like, it sounds kind of chaotic, but at the same time, I, I feel like, um, it's what we signed up for. Like, that's what we wanted to do. And now they're all building skills. So we're here for it. Right. <laughs> like a challenge is an opportunity to learn. 100%. I always tell the kids make mistakes and ask lots of questions. That's how you're going to learn. Totally. So Oh, that's awesome. So what time of day would you say that you actually dedicate for schooling because of the farm chores and everything else? Or is it morning, afternoons, evenings? When do you typically do your schooling? Um, it would be between, our goal is between eight and two. Okay. So it's it's a massive part of our day in my mind. Like I, I didn't vision, envision spending that much time on school which if you ask the kids, they'll probably say that's one of the things that they dislike about this charter school is it's pretty demanding. Mm. Um, so that's why I don't know if we'll stick with it forever, but for now it's, it's I can tell it's what we should be doing. Um, so eight and two, between eight and two, but you know, I mean, we stop for lunch and um, the kids, the kids have plenty of free time because there's quite a bit of it. I have to do one-on-one. -on -one. So okay. Yeah, sometimes it, it extends later, but yeah, usually we try to be starting by eight and we try to be finish, finished by two. Yeah, that's nice. So you are, it's you personally that are eight to two, but the kids are kind of in and out between those right. hours. Right, right. Right. And then that helps me to um, stay true to it when I have those hours because, I mean, we're surrounded by friends and family and events and homeschool stuff we could do and yeah I just um you know I usually say if it's after two yeah that's wonderful now just to bring in your sister again you mentioned when we were talking previously that since your kids are older they might read to the little guys that your sister has is that happen between those hours of eight and two or do you try to keep them separate and then it's just more of the farming that they do together Usually that happens after, 
but I mean, it depends on the season. During the school year, um, actually, sometimes it helps to have one or two of her kids come over. Um, if if a kid is going a little, you know, if, if a kid is running out of things to do in the middle of winter, we'll be like, hey, can Meadow come over? And then and then the kids will paint her nails or read her books or, hey, can Atlas come over? And then they'll bake cookies with him. Like, they're always being creative with what they can do with their little cousins, which, like, it's been really sweet for them to have little cousins I mean it's it's a different relationship but they dote on them and and then my youngest boy still plays with their five-year-old and um so it's usually if it's in between school hours we don't have them all come because then nothing would likely would get done <laughs> but we can have a couple or one and then and then it keeps the other kids doing stuff with and then it helps my sister Kayla too because um just mix it up a little right <laughs> Love that. That's so great. I love that. I'm a little jealous. I'm going to be honest <laughs> that she's so close right. and not drive, but you're just like, go across the street. <laughs> uh-huh. I know if we, if we sprint, we can get there in less than a minute. <laughs> That's amazing. That is, yeah. So I highly encourage anybody listening to this. If you've got siblings, I have a brother too. I haven't sure. quite gotten him on board while well, his wife on board with homeschooling, but we do see them often. But my sister, I roped her right in. I actually homeschooled her kids when the pandemic okay. happened. Sure. I was like, don't put them all homeschool them. And we did that for like two years. And I was like, this nice. Kids. <laughs> and I also right. felt like we weren't progressing. So right. she took it on herself, which has been. Okay. Totally. Well, and that's the, that's the beautiful thing about any of this is you're not, you're not stuck in whatever you're doing. Like you just choose and then you go from there like if you don't like an animal well you move it on or if you really love an animal well then you know hone in on it if you really like a curriculum keep going if you don't choose something else <laughs> I do and that's one of the questions I wanted to ask you too the benefits and I I agree I think that's one of the biggest benefits about homeschooling is that you can cater to each child and the family as a whole for our life lifestyle making sure that it flows properly and no one's being stuck doing right. something they're not enjoying right that love you for sure them. right you for sure are in tune with the needs which which is why I suppose it's why we do switch it up a little bit it's not like we're having um commitment issues I don't think I think it's just that we're um being flexible with with what seems to fit right absolutely yeah, that's really good. All right, well, let's um, switch gears a little bit. It was so wonderful talking to you, Darla, but I know that everybody wants to hear from the kids too, because even though the parents rave about homeschooling, we want to make sure that the kids are also enjoying homeschool. So we'll get yes. your kiddos on here, and Riley's got a few questions that they want to ask. Hi, guys. I'm so excited to interview you, and I'm just going to ask you guys some questions if you guys are okay with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, sounds good. Let's dive right in. Okay, please, can you tell me about, um, a little bit about yourself, like maybe your name and your age, if that's okay? I'm Brielle, and I'm 11 years old. I'm Raya, and I'm 13. I'm Brianna, and I'm 13, too. I'm Ashton, I'm, and I'm 14. I'm Calden, and I'm 9. That's great. So it seems like you guys are all about the same age. You're in the same age group there. That's really nice. Do you, um, 
So I'm Riley and I'm 10 years old and um, I have two siblings, Lily and Hunter, and I really enjoy having siblings. It makes the chores a lot easier. And um, what do you like about homeschooling on the homestead? Um, that I can do school like wherever I want, yeah. like in the puppy pen or something. I like it that you can just do school like in the haymow or on a horse or basically wherever you want. You can also eat while you're doing school. Oh yeah, that's that's good. Um, I like the fact that um I like like you can do school with with the cats and the puppies and the chickens and sometimes the chicks if you if we have any and just, you know, anywhere. Oh, yeah, that's really nice. I like to sometimes, like, go outside, maybe sit under a tree, read a book, go on the swing, read a book. I don't know, something like that. It's really fun. Yeah. Um, I like, if it's during the winter and it's cold, I like to just go down in our basement and just be by the wood stove because it's, like, the warmest spot in our house. Oh, yeah. We have... Not a wood stove, but we have a fireplace, and that's really warm, and I like to just sit there, do some math, do my um, timing math, which is really fun. I like that you can have, like, free time, like, not do school, like, all day. And, like, don't, like, they have breaks. Yeah, you don't have to do it, like, lesson, lesson, lesson. You can just do, like, lesson, eat a snack, lesson, I don't know, go outside, do the sheep. <laughs> Or your cow. That's really, yeah, that's a big, like, good thing about homeschooling now. Okay, so do you like having your cousins homeschooling with you guys? Yeah. Yeah? It's really fun because they don't go to school either. So they're always home and then we're always home. And you can basically go back and forth. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like it too. Um. I like having cousins, like, the cousins home because, like, if you're bored of something, then you can go over and just hang out with them and then almost kind of slowly forget about school and then you have to go back to do it. I like it because, like, you can go over there basically whenever you want. Plus, like, then... You can like do stuff over there, and then they can come over here and like play. That's fun. Yeah, our cousins homeschool with us too, so that's really cool. Except they don't live across the street, so we have to drive to see them, which is not that most ideal, deal thing. But that's okay. What's your favorite animal on the farm? Probably the rabbit, and I really like the horse. Yeah, I like it when we get pigs just because they're weird and funny. They just like burrow in the dirt and make puffs all over and chickens go lay on them. So I probably like the pigs and the horses and the rabbits the most. And cat ear dog. Um, I like the cats and um, I like the dogs and the puppies when they're around and the chicks. I like the dogs 
the sheep and the cows and the chicks and the bunnies. I like the horses and the pigs and the dogs and the bunnies. <laughs> well, it sounds like you guys have a lot of animals over there, which is really cool. Now, I have one last question, and this one's very important. Do you think people should homeschool on the homestead? Yeah, because you can basically do school, like, up in a tree, if you're nice up in the tree. And, like, whenever, you don't need to have, like, a specific time, too. I definitely think people should do it because you are way more free you don't just have to sit in a building all day and stuff and you can you don't need to like do your school super fast or super slow you can do it like your own way just get done by the end of the day probably um yeah um i i think people should do it because um when you're doing like the farm or whatever you can just like try different things and you don't have to like be doing school in order to learn or anything. You can just like be doing chores and like learn something. Um I would say yes because you're more you are outside and you are able to get like fresh air while you're doing school. So I think that's a benefit. I yeah I think people should do it because like you can actually move more in the day and like play and just not just go to school all day, most of the day. There's always so much to do on the homestead. We all know that with all the chores and stuff. Yeah. Well, that's wonderful. Thank you so much, children, for helping us out with this um, little chat here we're having. We're trying to help people to decide if they should homeschool on the homestead. So I think you guys all agreed that it is something we should do. So is uh, your mom still hanging out? Yep. Yeah. So Darla, can you, is there anything else, and kiddos, is there anything else that you want to tell our listeners about homeschooling on the homestead? Um, I think, let's see, which one is it? I think that it's so um, helpful to stay really positive, uh, you know, because when you do homeschooling and when you, when you do homesteading, it adds an extra layer and we can, we all have the opportunity to see each other's character come out in every way that there could possibly be. But at the same time, I think it's really character building because um, things come up and sibling relationship relationships come up and you know animals don't always live but it's beautiful when they're born and it's sad to die and plants sometimes die and school sometimes frustrating and siblings are sometimes annoying and mom is sometimes bossy but like overall just, I just feel like it's so important for us all to remember just to you know see the good in everything and stay positive and appreciate each other for for they all are <laughs> yeah I thought that was funny as you were talking about the animals cooperating and all that <laughs> she was barking up a storm in the background I'm like oh gosh <laughs> I hear her 
Oh, well, that's good. <laughs> Maybe the recording didn't pick it up either. Uh, that's awesome. So where can people follow along on your journey? Twin Folk Farms. The S goes after the farms. All right, I'll be sure to link all of that and we can purchase our, the meat, right? Right on your website too. So that's another plus. Do you kiddos help with all of the processing of the meat or packaging it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you're little entrepreneurs as well, learning the trade? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, They, we have to have all of our meat processed to the USDA facility to have it cross state lines and to sell it at the farmer's market. So, um, we, so they don't see that side of it, but everything we consume here, we process here. And then the kids are little entrepreneurs. They're getting known at the farmer's market for selling coasters with names on and painted rocks with things. And... I yeah. love it. Well, maybe we'll have you guys on again talking about being entrepreneurs as homeschool homesteaders. So thank you so much for joining us today. This was such a great interview and it was so nice meeting all of you and being able to talk about your life as homeschool and homesteader. So thank you. Thanks for having us. Great to meet you too as well.